Hello, hello everybody and welcome. I'm your host, Ariane the Alchemist. I'm a tarot reader, an astrologer, and a psychosynthesis life coach, and you're currently listening to the 68th episode of the Neptunian Serenity podcast. In today's episode, we'll be doing a reading, especially for the sign of Taurus, Sun, Moon, Rising, and the theme of this reading will be courage. So welcome, my beautiful Taurians, and welcome to your reading. I hope you're well. Thank you for being here. I hope you're as excited as I am to do uh, well for this reading. So this is your episode, your reading in my uh, new series of Courage Readings. So if you don't know how we do things over here at the podcast, every single month I make uh, a series of 12 episodes, one for each zodiac sign. And within that episode, I do a tarot reading each month on a new theme and said theme it's always something that i pick intuitively but it's never completely at random because it always has to do with the current zodiac season that we're in so um meaning it's a theme associated with the archetype of this of the sign that the sun is currently transiting through using tropical astrology because that's what i practice and so this theme of courage is a theme that i have chosen in honor of of aries season which is happening uh right now when i'm recording this you don't have to be listening during aries season okay um this reading will always um have the energetical imprint of the time that it's recorded in including the current astrology but the messages residing in this reading are timeless and you may listen to it and find them anytime just that when this episode has found you is when they are meant for you and when they will apply to your current present reality so this is the free content that we do every week uh, every month sorry not every week <laughs> i do I, I work a lot but i don't do this stuff on a weekly basis that would be a lot right 12 hour long episodes um this is the free content that we do over here on the podcast and these are always for sun moon rising so you can get up to three monthly uh readings that are always super in-depth and always a little bit different from one another because they have different themes and um so feel free to listen to your other signs if you enjoy this um, you can also listen to the previous month's series because, as we said, it can be still applicable and there's just already such um, really awesome and a lot of content that's already put out. Follow the podcast if you enjoy this and if you want to get more and if you're curious to find out what new amazing original themes I'm going to choose for the um, for the next seasons, for the next months moving forward because we are keeping this going. This is already the sixth series of the kind that we're doing on the podcast and this rhythm of recording episodes, it's really something that's sustainable for me. Um, obviously that works for me that I genuinely enjoy and yeah, I really love doing this. So I'm not stopping anytime soon. So if you like this, stick around. And if you like this so much that you would like to get additional content on top of what I've already said, you can because every single month, I uh, do exclusive content for my subscribers, okay? So to become a subscriber, it's easy. You just follow the link that is in the description box of the episode and you um, just pay 15 Canadian dollars a month. You get access to three to four hours of additional content at least in the form of a pick a pile which is not a format that i use otherwise on the podcast so it's fun it's different we can be a bit more pinpoint and a bit more original with the theme that we're exploring in these pod in these uh special episodes subscriber episodes and uh because they're not zodiac based you can also listen to multiple piles regardless of you know just based on whether you feel drawn to them or not and um yeah so this month's uh subscriber special pick about which is already up in order of aries season is um 
centers around the theme of creation and rebirth and new beginnings, right? Because that's very on brand for this uh, airy season because it marks the astrological new year and the equinox and I recorded it around that time as well. So we ask, um, what are you meant to create at this moment? What is blooming within you? How can you make more space for in your life for your creative self? And very amazing, beautiful messages came through. And you can also get access when you become a subscriber to the past stuff that we've done. And not only that, but when you become a subscriber, you can actually request topics for the future pick up piles. Okay, this is an amazing park. This is not something that I do any other way. It's not something that I do on my readings on YouTube or on my readings on Instagram. I never do this stuff, okay? So if sometimes you're wondering, I wish Ahan could do a reading about this or that, just become a subscriber. I'm not open to absolutely everything, but I'm open to a lot of different things. And I would love to have you in my squad of subscribers. So if that sounds awesome, then just do as, as I said earlier, get check the link in the description. But um, let's focus on your courage reading because that's why you are here today. So essentially what we're gonna be doing is we're simply asking spirit to come through and give you a message about the energy of courage, the, the um, archetype, the theme, the topic of courage, whatever that's, whatever spirit needs to tell you about this. Okay. So spirit might want to, um, acknowledge and celebrate where you have already been courageous and where that has served you. Spirit might want to help you maybe redefine or tweak your perspective of courage and whether or not you're a courageous person, because that might be a bit distorted or spirit might want to, uh, emphasize what you are capable of truly, uh, achieving if you choose courage and where you might need to be courageous currently in your life. Okay, so if that sounds nice, good, intriguing, and interesting, then keep listening because we're going to get into it right away, right now. All right, Taurus, so let's get into it, shall we? Let's get to your courage uh, message, your courage reading. I'm excited for this. So, um... The decks I'm going to be using today for you, um, what I've pulled out and prepared, we have the Mystic Monday's Crystal Grid deck, we have the Moonchild Tarot, the Tarot of the Divine, and the Threads of Fate Oracle, the Ascendant Edition. So, um, if you want to see your cards, that's a possibility, it's not something that you, um, have to do to like get the full message or the full experience not at all but i understand that it's fun to see them the cards are very pretty sometimes it's interesting to see how the spread is laid out and what i was seeing when i was doing the reading for you so that is a possibility just head over to my instagram neptunian.serenity and look through the highlight on my profile called podcast it should be in there should be labeled with the episode number and taurus courage reading okay but i'm also thinking about like um so if you're listening to this, maybe if you want to give some feedback, feel free. But um, I'm thinking about maybe, because I've been thinking about some time about like how what would be like an efficient way to um, let you, like give you the possibility to um, see your cards in a way that like works for me. It is not too complicated for you because this, the highlight on my profile, it, it works, but it's getting crowded. You know, we are on episode 68. I've been thinking about maybe like doing like a Google doc and just putting my videos there and then like doing like a table of contents so you can skip ahead to your um thing. And then I could just leave the link in the description of each episode. So that would be pretty easy. I don't know. I might do that eventually, but um, 
that okay that's that that's just the first disclaimer um let's get to your cards i only pre-pulled two cards for you um two crystal cards and i actually intended on pulling just one i was pretty um specific about pulling just one but two of them came out at the same time and even though i mean that happens to me sometimes i only read jumping cards and sometimes i still am like no i'm gonna put that one back in the deck but um they just have a duality that I found really interesting. And I was like, oh no, I want to keep this. I want to explore this. Because I'm only seeing um, like the side of the card where we see what, like, what the crystal looks like. Um, one of them I, I flipped over, so I saw the name of the, of the crystal. But for the most part, I don't know those crystals. One of them is like super light. Um, <clears throat> it's not entirely white because it seems to like reflect like different colors maybe in like a kind of a prism way um but it's super like um unicorn white is is that <laughs> that's not really a thing but do you get what i mean like this kind of like very magical um glittery shiny white kind of color and the other one is completely black and also the white one is completely it's a sphere it's round at least on the card here and then the other one is kind of shaped like a pyramid or um yeah i don't know how else to describe that it has a lot of different sides but it's very pointy and the other is very round and that was also like something that i was like oh that's interesting so i decided to keep both and to see maybe where there's going to be some sort of um maybe like there could be maybe like a yin yang thing going on here and something that i'm just realizing i'm putting these cards together and these cards actually in this deck are hexa how do you say that in english hexagonal yeah hexagonal like they have six sides um which is a really <laughs> you know i'm not completely against decks that don't have rectangle rectangle or square cards but these are really fucking hard to shuffle these are kind of annoying i'm not gonna lie but i understand why the the creator chose this shape because you can kind of like um put them like all together and like create a grid when you pull put multiple ones and that's kind of the point of the deck right because it's literally called the crystal grid deck and as i'm putting these together so that they kind of fit in together like all almost puzzle pieces i'm realizing that on each end of the card like the there's a crystal in the middle and then around it there's like a, a, a black background with some kind of white lines and i thought it was just kind of abstract stuff but i'm realizing when i'm putting these two together that actually their sides um form an eye when they're put together and i've had this deck for a while and i have never noticed that before so i feel like that means something for you there could be something here about seeing something clearly once you have some kind of synthesis or balance of two different parts of yourself um that's interesting i'm seeing like the ascendant descendant axis in my mind which is you know an astrology thing something we all have in our birth chart um there could be something about that um let's reveal with the crystals and their message okay before we go any further so okay this is great let's start with the unicorny one <laughs> the white one with the little shades of like um reflecting like blue and little purple little pink it is a moonstone <clears throat> and some um keywords are nurturing divine feminine and intuitive okay it literally says divine feminine i was like this is this could be a yin yang thing okay 
Okay. Um, the astrological correspondences, which I I always forget to look this up because ADHD, as soon as I'm, I'm done with something, I don't think about it anymore. It's like when I have to like, super random, but it's like when I have to like um, change out my shampoo bottles because it's getting empty. It's like I think about it when I'm in the shower and then when I'm done with the shower, I forget until I'm in the shower again. <laughs> and I see it again. Um, these, on, their, on each crystal card here, there's like astrological correspondences, like some signs and sometimes planets as well. And I'm always wondering... Where is that from? Like, who, where is that from? Is this just something that the kind of the crystal community kind of decided or agreed on at some point when they discovered these crystals and started like dis deciphering their meanings? Is that something that just the creator of the deck felt? Because um, I'm just curious, not just because like I'm like, oh, they're so dumb. I mean, sometimes I disagree, but I'm just curious, honestly. But for this Moonstorm card, we have Cancer, Libra, Scorpio, and the Moon. And it says, Drawing power from the Divine Feminine, Moonstone connects you to Goddess Energy. Mm, activating your intuition. Moonstone can boost clairvoyant gifts and metaphysical powers, asking that you trust in the, in the unknown beyond what you can see in this realm. The reflective nature of the crystal is much like the moon phases themselves, a cycle of change from new beginnings to fully release. Moonstone balances masculine energy with the feminine touch, teaching the art of receptivity and serendipity. It is especially potent during the waxing moon. Okay, again, balances masculine and feminine energy. I swear there's something about that. Okay, <laughs> and your darker crystal is the onyx. And some keywords are autonomy, self-discipline, and command. And the astrological stuff is Sagittarius and Saturn. Yeah, Saturn, that's a pretty obvious one. That's what I thought too with these keywords. Um, here's the message. Tune in to your inner commander. Onyx is a, is a strong ally, dispelling loneliness and self-doubt and in, instilling greater confidence in your decision-making. Face your fears and know that you have the power to overcome them. Onyx's surface represents the passing of time, the balance of the yin and yang. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> this is too much. This is too much. Too many synchronicities happening way too quickly in this reading. I'm almost freaked out. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> okay. <laughs> It is a sturdy and solitary stone and encourages you to break free from any unhealthy relationships in order to be autonomous. Know that you are completely capable of making the right decisions for yourself. After all, it's your life. Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, this is clearly what your reading is going to be about because holy shit. Um... Like, I had multiple other things I wanted to say that were coming through intuitively, and I'm always kind of, kind of like, rendered speechless by this. Um, something I remember I was going to say when I was reading the Moonstone, Moonstone? The Moonstone thing, and it says it connects you to your goddess energy. I was literally, like, before, like, about a, a half an hour ago, listening to a song called Goddess Level. And so that was in my mind, and that, like, my brain reminded me of that song when I read that. It's called Goddess Level by Got The Beat. It's a pretty badass female power. Um, it's a really good song. It makes you feel really good. So I don't know if you're, if you like 
listening to music to help you know hype you up and connect to that goddess energy that could be something um fun for you to listen to highly recommend the whole album is really good and really um has that like really like hard-hitting awesome badass women um vibe so if you're into that or if you feel like that that kind of energy could nourish you i highly recommend okay so the song is goddess level by god the beat and um the 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 name of the ep is stamp on it i believe yeah you're gonna find it okay um all right so where do we go from here there's so many there's so many possibilities already I really just kind of mean for these, um, for these, um, <clears throat> these crystal cards, where it was supposed to be one, and you got two, so that was already something that was showing us there was something different going on here, but, um, it's really just meant to be a quick thing that we read at the beginning, usually we don't spend that much time on it, because it doesn't reveal that much right away, but, okay, um, which deck should we shuffle? Okay, I, I I brought out two tarot decks and now I'm kind of feeling like maybe we're going to use one for like the feminine energy or the yin energy and one for the yang energy. This is so fascinating because these are courage readings and this is only the second one that I'm doing, right? Because I always do these in order of the zodiac and your Taurus. So I've only done Aries yesterday. Um, and they also had a message about duality coming through and even also about duality between feminine and masculine, but it was very, very different. The way that they were approaching it was not very healthy or um, productive for them. Um, so, you know, we were dispelling some myths and stuff, but um, yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I have thought, you know, I work a lot with duality and synthesis in my own, in my practice, because I'm trained in psychosynthesis, which, um, focuses a lot on that, on duality and synthesizing that. And we do a lot of like parts work, which is we call subpersonality work, right? This understanding that you are a self, meaning you are a whole made of many different parts. And sometimes the, these parts are able to work together and sometimes you feel like they're working against each other. And how can we um, hear all of them out and synthesize them? That's kind of, I'm trained in that. I do that with my one-on-one -on -one clients. And of course, some of that, you know, I can't like coach you the way that I would coach like someone that I'm seeing as a client obviously that's not my intention either through these readings but of course the fact that I'm trained in this and that I'm certified in this and the way that this um this field has changed my perspective of the world and how I approach myself in my own, own inner work does sparkle through these readings and so sometimes stuff like this come up and it's really exciting for me but I'm very surprised because um you know, um, as I said, I do these like monthly series every month with a new theme. And so, and I have thought, sometimes I do think or have some like ideas for like what would be the next month's theme. And I have thought, and sometimes when I get to it, it changes what I feel is right. But um, I have thought like, oh, when I get to Gemini season, I'm probably going to do like a duality reading. That would be really fun. And I would be really good at that. And it's probably going to be like a lot of psychosynthesis stuff um, threatened into that. Um, but this is like coming through a lot. And we're not even doing something about duality. So that's really interesting. Um, okay. 
So I'm pulling some cards right now, as you can hear. And I actually want to pull cards from both, both sides here before we even start. So I definitely think that you're definitely more um, balanced in this like yin and yang stuff than um, the Aries reading I did yesterday. So it's not like entirely negative for you. I Because this is a courage reading, this is definitely spirit also wanting to acknowledge how you have been courageous to accept and welcome and explore both of these sides of yourself. And I want to also highlight you have so many more sides than just two. Um, please remember that. Um, don't get stuck only in this duality because then it gets unhealthy or then one has to be better than, than another or something. We're just centering in on one of your dualities today, okay? But you are so much more than this. Okay, so. <clears throat> and what's fun is like, um, well, both tarot decks that I've chosen for you today, the Moon Child Tarot and the... Um, oh my god oh my god okay okay hold on <laughs> and the tarot of the divine um they're very they have i mean they're kind of both some of my favorites that i have in terms of like imagery and the vibe and the aesthetic just personally but um they're both very kind of like fantasy like very beautiful very colorful in their imagery um differently from one another though and the moon child it's very um ethereal and there's some pastel colors as well and some gold and um and i just realized like it's literally called moon child and then your like yin crystal is moonstone <laughs> and you did have the moon card coming out right above it so like for fuck's sake and um the first card that came out for that was i mean i'm gonna tell okay one thing at a time but i used the moon child tarot for your side of the spread that is like the yin and the tarot of the divine for the yang part and the the this tarot of the divine does have like darker shades so overall so it really works <laughs> um with the whole concept this is really cool i mean it's gonna be fun for you to like check out the look of your cards if you want to um okay so on your we're gonna call them the moonstone the and the onyx um parts of you okay because of the crystals instead of like feminine or masculine because I, I just like that better for the moonstone side you have the universe in reverse which is the world card you have the five of pentacles you have the two of cups which i did peek when i was pre-shuffling your decks so i'm not surprised it came out you have the seven of cups in reverse the ace of swords in reverse and the moon the moon herself herself <laughs> and you have judgment at the bottom of the deck and the universe card it's um the first one that came out it's in reverse and literally there's like the silhouette of a person holding the world in their hands but it's literally like a silver ball so it looks like the fucking moon and behind them it's like a kind of cosmos type of scenery but it's all kinds of like pastel blue and pink colors literally the exact same colors as on your um freaking moonstone like i cannot believe this um okay so that's that and then on your onyx um side you have the high priestess in reverse the eight of coins in reverse death the king of cups seven of swords and the knight of cups in reverse and at the bottom you have the ace of cups 
So, very interesting. We're already, already almost 18 minutes in. This is crazy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so, what does Spirit want to tell you through all of this? As we said, Spirit does want to applaud you and recognize your courage in not denying either of these parts even though they seem so contradictory i feel like you understood that um because you experienced both of these energies in your life both like from yourself and from other people and a lot of people you know we all have multiple dualities as i said earlier a lot of people when this um happens to them it's hard for their brain to 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 like understand this concept that they can be both they can be both sides of themselves even though they're very different because they're like that doesn't make sense their logic wants to kind of like push that away push their own wholeness away push their own complexity away because it's hard to understand and therefore it's hard to accept and so what often happens is that they kind of pick one that they feel is more like them and they reject the other that other side of them that other end of the spectrum so to say and then when they reject that part of themselves well it goes into the shadow it controls their ego it kind of controls them from the back burner and also they tend to they will attract people with that kind of energy but in a distorted way like they will attract if you know if they choose this kind of divine feminine thing they're going to reject their own divine masculine and then they're going to attract people who are in very like distorted unhealthy toxic masculine energy because they can't be completed by somebody else they have to understand that um they need to first reclaim and accept and love their own masculine energy within themselves before they can attract people who have a healthy dose of masculinity and of course if someone and you know if someone um experiences some kind of pain or um abuse or anything like that it's not their fault that's not the point of what i'm saying hopefully you got that but just to be sure um so you could have done something like that but it not not abuse um but you know you could have like rejected some part of yourself and kind of stuck to just one and i feel like if you would have picked one i feel like that would be the moonstone because it's like so much brighter than the onyx it's like the one that's drawing me in the most the one that's kind of like you notice the most so um you could have repressed this more saturnian part of you and you know i'm getting like a lot of things about astrology because this the way that i work with duality also show also shows up in the way that i practice my astrology and so um and because we this it literally mentioned it right we have moon and we have saturn and these um these planets in astrology when they are in the signs that they rule uh, moon and cancer and saturn and capricorn they are opposite from one another they also form an axis of duality two opposites two sides of the same coin two ends of one spectrum um so you could have maybe moon opposite saturn you could have some oppositions between Cap uh, capricorn planets and cancer planets in your birth chart you could be a cancer or a capricorn rising which automatically 
uh, makes you experience this duality a lot in your lifetime because you have the other sign as your descendant and that's an axis of opposites. You could have um, Cancer and Capricorn as the signs of your lunar nodes. So one of them as your north node, the other as your south node. Um, another thing that is also like an axis of opposites that I don't that I don't really work with personally, but there is like the vertex and the anti-vertex. I don't really work with that. I'm not an expert on that, but that is a thing that exists. So um, there you go. But um, yeah, so that could even show up in your own birth chart as well. If so, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, or you could even have like something like Moon on the Ascendant and then Saturn on the Descendant, and you have that um, that opposition. That would be so in that would be so like synchronistic. Um, and it's like you could have easily just rejected that more Saturnian part of you and projected onto other people. Wait for someone to kind of save you or to show you the way to be your teacher instead of you being your own teacher, being your own guide, right? But you didn't. You did the more self-aware, emotionally mature and courageous thing in this situation. And this has just kind of helped you level up so much is what I'm hearing. Because you have understood this core principle of humanity, which is we are made of many contradictory opposite things and we have to accept the both and and synthesize those this is like one of the core truths of humanity and the human experience it's one of the things that we struggle with the most as humans right this kind of like us versus them both within ourselves and with other people and or just categorizing so many things into two different things like it's either one or the other it can't be both or it can be something else that is like a third option um i mean just look at the way that we deal with like gender or even with race in some places or um uh politics in the u.s oh my god like the fact that they still have only two parties like what the fuck that's so dumb i can't but anyway um <laughs> you know that um and doesn't the U.S. the the U.S.A. as a country in the birth chart have like Uranus and Gemini? Yeah, that tells you how how they deal with um duality. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> but you know we 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 see this kind of like one or the other struggle a lot in 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 humanity, and you already understand that we can be both of those choices and more because you've had this process of like this internal process where you accepted this big duality about yourself and so you've understood something which most people haven't understood yet but is a core thing of human experience which is why you're able to see beyond, so much beyond, like, the, I'm, okay, I'm hearing, like, the physical plane, so maybe there's some sort of, like, spiritual gifts that have been able to come through as a result of this, um, yeah, cancer raisins do tend to be, um, spiritual or sometimes psychic, if that, if that's you, um, hey, that's me, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm doing this reading for you, um, <laughs> um, yeah, I love this reading because it's like, um, 
you know, I, I knew there was like many different ways in which we could go with this courage reading. I was like, maybe spirit wants to tell you, wants to tell you like where you need to be courageous, where you've been courageous already. And um, it's cool that this used to be more so about like where you have been courageous and kind of celebrating that and highlighting that rather than kind of tell you like the hard, difficult stuff that's coming up. But, you know, I do what needs to be done. Um, but I like these kinds of readings a lot. I like celebrating you. <clears throat> um, it's not just about that, of course, but um, what else is going on here? Do we want to pull more cards? Hmm. Something I will say is um, they're not here right now, but when I was pre-shuffling your decks, because I always do that like before I record, right? Just to kind of like get them ready and um, make sure that I'm that I'm like clearing out the energy from like the previous readings I, I did with the deck. I always do that before I do any reading. <clears throat> Sometimes I peek out some cards um, that are significant. Either they come out later or I, I still have them in my mind. So I'm still thinking about them and they often mean something. And, um, I was, when I was pre-shuffling the Moonchild Tarot, I saw the Sun and the Seven of Swords. And I was like, oh, like, if you know the tarot meanings, you know that they have very different meanings. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. And, um, when I was pre-shuffling the Tarot of the Divine, I saw the Sun as well, but in reverse. And we did pull the Seven of Swords from that. And what this was making me think of was um, maybe there could be something about telling yourself that you're happy, but that's not really the truth. Because the way the Seven of Swords is illustrated in the Moonchild Tarot, to me, it's often more about like some something that you're you're telling, like a lie that you're telling yourself, or, and a way in which you're deceiving yourself, rather than you're deceiving someone else or someone else is deceiving you. Um, which is often the go-to. Um, oh my... Are you fucking kidding me? I'm just... I was just playing around with the deck and I just saw the Seven of Swords card was at the top of the deck. Are you kidding me? Oh my god. Yeah, we were meant to talk about this. To me, the Seven of Swords card in the Moonchild Tarot, the way it's illustrated... Um, as I said, speaks to me more about something about deceiving yourself. And I'm even seeing, now that I'm seeing it, the person on the card has um, both an earring and a ring in the shape of a moon crescent. So, okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> so what the fuck is up about this? Um, you also have the Seven of Cups in reverse on your moonstone side. Hmm. I was also thinking when I saw these cards pre-shuffle, well, pre, uh, yeah, when I'm pre, pre-recording, I was also thinking there could be something here about, like, thinking that when you get to a certain point or you achieve a certain thing or you have a certain thing, you're going to be happy, and um, that ending up not being true or not being accurate, and then you have to kind of be real with yourself, um, the fact that you have like the Seven of Cups in reverse clarified by the Two of Cups on your Moonstone uh, side, I'm wondering if this has to do with um, 
a relationship perhaps like when you're going to be in a relationship or when you're going to find your soulmate you're going to be happy in a way that you aren't able to be happy currently um if you're single or if you just feel like you're dating someone who isn't a soulmate type of type of person um so if that's something that's relevant for you that could be some sort of illusion that you still need to dispel um and it's interesting that i said dispel because there could be something here about doing witchcraft have you been trying to do witchcraft about like or some some sort of spells about like manifesting a soulmate oh my god if you have i mean this is a sign that this is your reading if you haven't if you weren't sure already but um i feel like if you've been doing that spirit is coming through your i feel like your spirit guides are saying like they want to warn you against this not necessarily against doing spells or manifesting a soulmate i don't think that's an issue and i actually feel like that would be something that could work for you um but they want you to be careful about all of the things that you're attaching to the idea of a soulmate it's like you're thinking when i'm with my soulmate the entire world is gonna be sunshine and rainbows and the birds are going to be chirping, and the world is going to be beautiful, and I'm going to wake up every morning feeling great, and nothing will ever be wrong again, and you know, I'm kind of exaggerating here, I think that logically you know that's not to that extent, but there is a part of you, probably this moon, some part of you, because it's probably the part of you that's quite um, dreamy and romantic, which is beautiful, but um, be careful what you attach, the expectations that you attach to this kind of fictional person not fictional as in they don't exist but to as in like you haven't met them yet because when you do that you give them a lot of power and that could be unhealthy it could lead to like an unbalanced relationship it could lead to you kind of feeling like you're falling from the wait how what's the saying Am I trying to to quote a saying that only exists in French? Oh, that's annoying. It could be like falling, from, not not falling from the illusion. You can't say that in English. What am I trying to say? You could end up like if you get into this relationship, you meet your your soulmate, you get them, you get in this relationship, and then it seems as amazing as it looks during like the 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 not the moon phase. The honeymoon phase. <laughs> moon shit just keeps coming up, doesn't it? Um, maybe they are very Lunarian, this um, as well, this this soulmate of yours. Um, like in the birth chart. But um, yeah, like after the honeymoon phase ends, it could be kind of like falling back down to reality in a way that's very brutal. Like a brutal awakening. And that's not because the soulmate relationship isn't great or your partner isn't great. It's because you gave them expectations that they could never fulfill without them even knowing. And then that could lead to you questioning whether this person is your soulmate, whether you should stay with them. Or it could lead you to even building up resentment towards them without really realizing it and without them realizing it. And you see, like this could lead to like places that you don't want to go in general, but especially not with like a soulmate type person, because I do think this person would be 
a soulmate, because I don't think we have only one soulmate. Um, but whatever your beliefs are on that. Someone else doesn't have the power to make you happy. That's important. Because I feel like you have... And I feel like when I'm saying these things these things to you, they all make sense to you. Like, logically, you're like, yeah, obviously. But it's like, subconsciously, this part of you does believe, or at least hopes, that that they could make you happy. That they could just make the entire world perfect and awesome just when you are with them, right? It's a way of delaying your happiness, which is never something that works. Um, yeah. It's also a way of giving some of your own power away because you don't believe that you are capable of making yourself happy. And of course, life can be super awesome and enhanced in amazing ways when we are in a happy relationship, not denying that, not denying how much beauty and magic they could they could kind of enhance or bring into your life. But it's kind of like think about it, I keep getting astrology stuff, so maybe some of you are into astrology or are astrologers, if so, that's great, because you'll understand what I mean, think about, like, um, people who have, like, a lot of seventh house planets, and it's hard for them to be single, because they feel like when they are single, like, a part of them is, like, ripped away from them, or doesn't exist, and how good they feel when they are with someone else romantically, they think that that other person brings it out of them, but actually, or that this, that's the magic of the other person that is is brought to them, and then just kind of fits perfectly with them, and so they're so happy when they're with somebody else, when actually they're a big part of their life lesson is to understand that those planets, that energy is theirs. Those the gifts of that of those planets are theirs, and they can bring them out of themselves at any time. And they are not controlled or to be controlled by somebody else. And so if you have parts of you that you feel only really get to come out when you're in love with someone else, when you're in a relationship with someone else, um, ask yourself why. Could you think, think, have a, change your perspective on that. Think deeply on that because that's not true. You can access these for yourself and your own relationship to yourself as well. And you'll want to do that because as again, like you're putting a lot of, weight and expectations on this potential soulmate that would be kind of too heavy for them to fulfill once you meet them and i think that's exactly why you haven't manifested manifested them just yet if you've been wondering why aren't my manifestations working or why is it taking so long or why are my guys telling me to wait longer uh, it's because this is like a a inner work thing that you need to complete before you meet them i feel like your guys are not are going to block them off from you until this has kind of registered or at least until you've done some work on that in a way where you'll be able to have like a healthy more balanced relationship once you do meet your soulmate because your guides don't want this they they know what you want they understand the kind of relationship that you want they are hearing you they get it okay don't worry about that if you're if you're thinking maybe it's not working because i'm not believing in in it enough or i'm not doing the right offerings to my guides or i'm not explaining correctly what I want it's not about that okay they know they get it don't worry about that and don't worry about choosing the perfect words because spirit guides they feel out energy like words are it's a mercurial thing it's a very logical pragmatic brain human kind of thing um so even if you weren't able to fully articulate to put it into words it doesn't fucking matter because they can feel the feeling that you're trying to um express 
they know what you want and they know they're capable of sending it to you and you are capable of creating that for yourself um it's just that they want you to figure this out they don't want as we said if you met them now if you met your soulmate now without having having like worked on this on this thing it could kind of end up turning the relationship sour I don't know if it would be to the point where you would break up, but you know, that doesn't really matter. But it would just kind of bring a lot of bitterness to the relationship eventually. Potentially resentment, as we said earlier. And it's like your guides don't want you to have to experience this. So they're protecting you actually. And and your soulmate from meeting each other until you figure this shit out. Because they, they know that you want a soulmate relationship where you can be together for a long time and be committed to one another and kind of really build something beautiful together and kind of um, fall even deeper in love um, as time goes on and you get to know each other even better and have even more intimacy with each other mentally and emotionally and sexually and all of that stuff. They know you want that and they love that for you. They want to give it to you. You are absolutely worthy of it. And at the same time, they're like, right now, that wouldn't work out for you because of this. So address that. And then once you do that, we can send you your soulmate because then it's going to work out the way that you want it to. Then you're going to be able to have you, this kind of relationship that you are fantasizing about and visualizing and wanting to manifest. Okay? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, don't worry about... With the Ace of Swords in reverse, again, don't worry about like words when you're manifesting. I feel like for you, manifesting is not about words. It's not about, um, so if you've been trying out different things, because um, as we said, some of you may be thinking that your manifestations aren't working just because they're not materializing just yet. They are in the process of being built, okay? Your, your, your oh, I was going to say your ancestors. Yeah, well, definitely they can be part of your spirit guides team. Your spirit guides are hearing out what you're saying. They are working on them. It's just not completed yet. Um, don't worry about that. Trust in them. Have faith in them. If you don't, they're not going to be offended. <laughs> they understand it's difficult and stressful to be a human with a logical mind that wants to kind of like, and, and an ego that wants to kind of claw in at the soul and the intuition. So they're not going to judge you if you're like, what the fuck, spirit guides? What are you doing? <laughs> they're not going to be offended. But they're going to be like, don't worry, love. It's coming. <laughs> um, and also, you know, when we are human and alive, um, and we, you know, have that logical mind and the physical body and the ego and all that in addition to our soul and heart. Um, like time, it, it, you know, we live a very, very short life on average compared to like the age of the universe. <laughs> so sometimes the spirit guides, you know, they're doing it as quickly as they can. But to us, it feels like forever, but it really isn't. You know, that's something else as well. Um, you could be, so you could, because you might be thinking that your, your, your manifestations aren't working, you could be, um, like trying out different methods of manifesting, thinking like, maybe I'm going to do that and then that's going to work. Um, it's cool that you're exploring different ways. It's not like necessary because as we said, your spirit guys have already heard your manifestations. The universe has already heard your manifestations. Some of you have tried, um, writing a lot or speaking a lot. And I, it's not like 
oh, that doesn't work, or you're going to sabotage yourself if you do that, or that's bad, stop doing that. If you like doing that, for you can you can do it. But I really feel like that's not like the way for you. For you, it's a lot more about the feeling, right? Because this is your divine feminine moonstone side of you that doesn't really need, it's more felt than explained. It's like for you, manifestation is not like Gemini in nature, it's Piscean or something, right? It's like, you can't really describe it into words. It's just something that's felt. So rather than like writing down what you're doing or trying to speak it aloud or trying to find the perfect words, affirmations, I mean, again, you can do those if you like them. Um, But I feel like for you, what's more powerful is more like meditating in silence and just visualizing visualizing what you want what it would look like and also centering a lot on how like how would you like to feel it's like if you're manifesting like a new job or something for example or a new like place to live instead of being like i want like uh, an apartment with two bedrooms in this city this price no 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 it's like actually it would be much more powerful for you to kind of meditate and try to like envision and let some images come to you about like what your dream apartment would be and to be like I in my home I want to feel at peace I want to feel this I want to feel like that you know whatever it is more so focusing on the feeling I feel like that's a lot more important for you than the details and sometimes when you get stuck in like making lists or being really precise with your words I feel like sometimes that can maybe block you off because maybe you're like, I want a two-bedroom apartment that costs this much and is on that neighborhood in that city. And actually your dream apartment is one bedroom or, or three bedrooms in like a different neighborhood. And so you're not really going to consider it because you're like, no, that's not, that's not what I asked for. But what you want, which is to feel, I don't know, at peace and I don't know, harmonious with your neighbors and close to nature or something, whatever it is, that's what you truly want. Those are the, like you would find those thing in that other three bedroom apartment or whatever. You see what I'm getting at here, which is why for you it's not about words or the like the brain logical mind or communication. It's about the vibe. It's about the feeling. It's about visualizing and meditating, and then focusing when you're meditating. How would I like to feel, or how would I feel in my dream apartment? And then when you are doing like your manifestation practice to kind of like go within and kind of like a meditative thing and just kind of go back to this feeling ground back into this feeling because you have this moonstone part of you this more like divine feminine part of you is very intuitive and has a big heart is open to like the panoply of feelings that exist in the world so like when you are going to visit your dream apartment you're going to feel it that same frequency, that same vibe, that same emotion that you were feeling when you were meditating on what your dream apartment would be. And that's how you're going to recognize it. That's how manifestation works best for you. Same thing for people. (laughs) So meditate on that. What is the energy of your soulmate? Because then if you kind of ground back into this more regularly as like a practice thing, every day or every few days or every week, whatever it is that you do, however it is that you do it, when you meet the soulmate, you're going to feel their energy and you're going to be like, that's, this, that's it, that's them. And it, the, the external package or the, you know, the, the details of who they are on the outside 
might not be exactly what you thought, but there's going to be no doubt because you'll just know. Hmm. <laughs> this is really cool. Okay. Um, something Spirit also wants to say, looking at on the other side here, your Onyx cards, um, you are really good at embodying masculinity in a way that is balanced, in a way that is healthy. Like you have figured out how to be masculine without being masculine in a toxic way. And in a patriarchal society where most of masculinity is very toxic, I mean like most of the masculinity that's like put up as like a pedestal, an ideal that is um, valued, is toxic and unhealthy, you have been able to sort through that illusion of like, okay, which parts are toxic, which is like most of it, and which of, the, which of these parts of like this ideal of masculinity is actually something that works for me, is actually authentic to me, or is actually something that um, does something good to the world, that is healthy, that expands my own consciousness in the hearts of others. And that includes, because you have the King of Cups, the Death card, and the Seven of Swords all together in one column, you quickly pushed aside this idea that emotions are a feminine thing and masculinity is like more about rationality or the physical strength of the body and doesn't center around emotions you're like fuck that that is bullshit and i'm really seeing that and like there's on the king of cups cards we actually have like a a, a dragon like a water dragon more like chinese style dragon and it like its face is so fierce and I feel like that was exactly you. I feel like that's exactly how you are when faced with like toxic masculinity ideals. You're like, fuck that. We're so quick to notice it, identify it as toxic and reject it. Uh, probably openly as well. If like someone tries to put that chip onto you, you're like, fuck that. Like if you're a man and someone's like, man up, you know, you're like, shut the fuck up. Like, what the fuck are you saying? Like, that's so toxic. No. You know, or if someone is like, be an alpha male, or listen to Andrew Tate, you're like, shut the fuck up, like, no, ew. <laughs> um, and that's really great, and you know, and that's regardless of your gender. I just said if you're a man, because if you're not a man, you're not going to be told to, like, man up, and that's a really toxic thing most of the time, and most women even say that to men as well, and that's gross most of the time. Um, yeah. So, which is why you have a really deep understanding of what masculine energy is truly like. And I'm actually getting that you could capitalize on this in ways in which you haven't. So, this could be a literal thing, like talking about this online if you have an online platform or in your workspace. And be able to have, like, get money from that or opportunities from that. Like, I don't know, you could do, like, a TED Talk about this embodying healthy masculinity something like that and that's regardless of your gender right um or it could be that these healthy this healthy masculinity energy maybe it's not something that you bring into your work as much because maybe your work in nature that you do is a bit more feminine intuitive you so you feel like it's more like your moonstone part of you your feminine part of you is more like 
should be at the forefront when you're working but actually if you brought up your masculine side more it could reveal gifts and opportunities for you that you haven't found yet that you haven't um, realized yet so that's something for you to kind of contemplate because most people like you would attract more people to you and and to believe in what you're doing if you show this side of you more is what i'm getting because you're very balanced I, th I feel like you're not even worried yourself that sometimes you're toxically masculine because you know that you're not. That's really great. Yeah. Okay. And I feel like you also have a good balance where this is a very balanced Saturnian energy because you understand like what it means that sometimes to have to work hard to get you to your goals without falling into the extreme of punishing yourself or crossing your own boundaries or harming yourself. That is also something that's really great for you um, and that you could kind of teach to other people or kind of lead, that, lead as an example, lead, lead through example. That's kind of what's, what's, what's up here with this masculine energy that kind of wants to be used a bit more in your career. Um, the details of how that could work that's going to be up to you to figure out since this is a collective reading so i don't know what you do okay so i'm pulling some more cards and these are the last cards that we're going to be pulling this is this is from the threads of fate oracle and this is a message from your inner warrior yeah okay anything else no okay so bottom of the deck we have the universe which again <laughs> this one this time it's upright but you have that um tarot card right so okay you have versatility you have connect to earth in reverse and you have movement in reverse i kind of don't really know what to do with this movement card because it doesn't really fit in my spread properly okay let's put it here okay i'm gonna read from the booklet for these cards maybe not all of them but um we'll see let's start with movement actually if we can find it in the booklet there you go that wasn't too hard so there isn't like a reversed meaning in this booklet so let's just read the card this is a message from your inner warrior physical movement can quick start major shifts in our internal and external worlds while this movement can take any form, keep in mind that the type of move movement we can do invite in the emotions and experiences associated with it. Intense and vigorous movement can help us access our motivation, power, and fire. Slow and methodical movements can help us tap into our deeper feelings and is especially helpful in releasing, healing, and deeper work. When we move our body, we are allowing any stuck or stagnant energies within us to flow, bringing space for the new. What type of movement do you need? How can you incorporate it into your day more? Okay, beautiful. I was also hearing intentional at the bottom, at the end of that. So um, maybe you're doing movement, but having more intention behind it could be helpful. Let's check out your versatility card. Where was it? I saw it earlier. Versatility. And what's funny about this card is there's actually like a cannabis weed on it <laughs> cannabis leaf that's what i meant to say there you go um 
Pulling this card may indicate a time where you are coming up against a lot of resistance, whether internally or ex externally. A lot of times we focus on one thing very intensely and push hard despite being shown that the timing is off. What did we say? Maybe this is about the soulmate thing. What can be helpful in those situations is to move on to other things so that the, the energy is freed up and you can go back to it when the timing is right. This card teaches us to be flexible and go along with what is being presented to us, even if it, not, if it may not be what we want. Rather than trying to force things that are not ready, it may also indicate a need for approaching the situation differently. If you don't feel it is about stepping back, examine how you can shift what is already there. Okay. I mean, I said maybe this is about the soulmate thing, but um, trust yourself as to like what you feel that this is about in your life. Okay, could not maybe it's not about that. Maybe it's about something else. And let's get to your last card, which is connect to Earth. This card asks you to connect to the heart space. This is a place of bravery, integration, vulnerability, and compassion. Oh wait. It's not earth, it's heart. How did I miss that? I feel like I, I read it wrong because it was in reverse. That's so strange. Huh. <laughs> maybe you need to connect to earth as well. Or maybe connecting to earth helps you connect with your heart. Earth Venus things? I don't know. <laughs> and there's some good dogs on this card as well. But okay. Um... <laughs> Um, this may mean pushing past any fear that you may have and opening up to true connection. This may mean finding forgiveness or empathy. This may mean softening. Most of us have layers of defense mechanisms around our heart that prevent us from being present, from receiving love, from giving love. This card asks you to examine what armor you can let go of and where you can nurture yourself in this space. Let's actually read the part that speaks of the dog. Because... On, I didn't read those, but like there's a general message for each card and then like there's different elements on, on the card and there's like little meanings for that. I just didn't want to get too into it, but I'm curious about the dog. We can call upon dog as a teacher of vulnerability and unconditional love. When dogs are bonding to their human, it is typically a rather quick process. Even those that have significant trauma can sense when they are safe and will open up to their companions. Small acts like rolling onto their back to expose their belly is a major act of trust as they are exposing their most vulnerable parts to you. In general, dogs move through life constantly looking for love and connection. They are an ally to call upon when you have had painful experiences that have closed you off to life and other people. Dog will teach you how to open up and allow love in when you, when you, over, what? When you are overwhelmed with fear. Okay, there was one word missing there. Okay, and we also have Rose Quartz. Rose Quartz is the ultimate heart stone. It supports us in love for ourselves, love for others, for life, family, friends, our work, our community, our environment, etc. If we have felt cold and shut down, Rose Quartz can activate our heart and awake, awaken it to all that there is to love in our life. If we have anger and resentment, Rose Quartz can gently wash it away. Call on Rose Quartz, Rose Quartz if you need a guide as you do any hard work. Okay, so feel free to do that. You may also want to get Onyx or Moonstone if you want to, right? Because I came out strongly. But um, that's going to be it for your reading, my love. So I hope that you enjoyed. I hope that this was helpful and insightful. If it was, you can let me know by, um, well, just let me know by sending me a message about how this resonated. I would love to hear about it. You can contact me by DM, Instagram DM, or email if you want to. But you can also let me know in a much quicker way 
um, by just giving the podcast a five stars review that really helps me out and it also helps more people find the podcast if you think these readings would be enjoyed by many more and helpful to more people uh, you can share this with the people that you know that you think might enjoy this you can follow the podcast to get more from me you can become a subscriber to get even more as i explained earlier you can check out your cards uh, following the instructions i gave out earlier if you want to alchemize this or even further or deepen this kind of inner work you can book a one-on-one -on -one session with me i would love to um have you check out the different offers that i currently have at the link in the description of the video and for um and to book as well if you want to uh thank me and support me monetarily but not on a monthly basis you can also just send me a tip all the links that are going to be um relevant for you are in the description of the episode as always but that's going to be it for me uh, i mean check out your other signs if you want to there's a bunch of others there's a bunch of content out there already if you enjoy this okay so go check it out <laughs> to get to get even more from me check out my instagram and my youtube um, I post readings on there as well and, and more awesome stuff, okay? But um, I'm going to let you go tonight or today. Um, thank you for being here with me. Thank you for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed. I'm sending you so much love and I will see you next time. Bye!